Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not. It's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast about everything nerd. With your hosts, Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake. Or have we? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll give you life. It will? Yes. It's hard to believe that she wound up with her, that 70s st- uh, show co-star Ashton Kutcher, years later. Even harder to believe that the two of them are now parents and have two adorable young children. Being a parent is special for anyone. It must also be even more challenging when the whole world knows who you are. Despite this, the makeup famous couple are doing what they can to keep their kids humble and grateful. It's one of those where I have to click next. Oh, God, that's the worst. Um, she's, she's, me, me, Mila Kunis is also an excellent mother. She also an excellent actress. She can tap into dark desires and play a terrible mom like she did in the film Bad Moms. Click next. I love that movie. Story time. While promoting a new film, Bad Moms... Bad, a bad mom's Christmas. I did not realize that that, that was a thing. Mila Kunis has uh, shared a hilarious tale with People Magazine and involves her child and a UPS man and also centers around her boobs. Next. <laughs> UPS guy. Uh, Kunis and, and, and Kutcher sound like friendly folks. Uh, and they take time to get to know those uh, in the service and delivery industries, as Kunis describes. My UPS guy is really sweet. I've had him for years, and he always just drops off the package. Next. Uh, she continues saying that, uh, but uh, but you can see him through the glass in the window, and this would become an issue for her as well. Next. God, it's like the art of just keeps, just keeps getting smaller and smaller as you Why keep Why get... can't they just tell you the fucking story in one article? Because each page has different ads, and it's like Google AdSense. And, uh, <sighs> yeah. Turns out she was topless at the time. And I just got a, uh, my phone is uh, infested with viruses. Oh, it just and, gave you the Google error thing or whatever? Yep. And it's saying, my Galaxy Nude fan. So, so guess what? I'm never, I'm not going to. You my, don't know the results of the story? No. We I, got that far deep into this story. I know. And you don't even have the end of it? I know. And so now I'm like going through very quickly trying to click next another 5,000 times. Next, 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 like next, UPS next, guy. next. He always drops off the package. I bet he was thinking about his package. Oh, man. Let me just tell you, Mila Kunis, she's sexy. All right. She uh, she was topless at the time this happened right after she gave birth to a second child. And as you new mothers know, sometimes you just need to shed layers. Next. Uh, she describes, I was just shirtless because I was hot. I was I was just with my baby and I was like three days postpartum. So it was like I was still pregnant. Next. Next. I was just like, hey, don't even think about it. You know, naked skin to skin with my baby. And he just puts the package down, looks up, and I was like, I didn't even care. <laughs> and it's nice to hear the the interaction didn't phase her, but how did the U- UPS guy react? Turns out he was more embarrassed than she was. 
he felt so guilty about it and so bad. I was like, don't worry about it. Yes, that would have been an embarrassing moment, but I was in bliss. Damn. Yeah. Can you? Can, all right. So imagine it, even if it was Mila. I mean, Mila's like, she's gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like, put it like, even if she isn't your like top celebrity crush or Fair. somebody who's famous, think about like, if you like were like their male delivery dude and you're just, and you, you know, over time you've actually started like, inter, like slowly developing talking to each a other, bond, kind of. And you're developing kind of a trust. Like I'm, I'm, I'm handling their packages for them. And, you know, it's like they, they, they're starting to know me. I'm starting to know where, where they want me to put the packages and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you look up and you just like, you, you, you see her come like either like, well, like in this case, topless, but naked. And they're just like, Hey, and you're like, because suddenly, wouldn't you just feel like you did something completely wrong and immoral? And- uh, well, I think, okay, there's like a million questions with this. Because UPS driver, is he single? Because if he's single, first thought in his head's almost got to be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Is Ashton in the other room waiting on right, you too or yeah. something? Like, is, what the am fuck I getting is going on? Yeah, exactly. Or like, it, she's like, you know, maybe he doesn't know for sure if the baby's been born yet. So like... He's still, you know, he's like, oh, maybe she's got the kid. You know, I don't know. That's weird. There's like a hundred other things you could think of about how that goes down. I would down. feel very uncomfortable like, because not just just a matter of like, oh, is she trying to come on to me? But then like you have historical spank bank for life, man. Uh, well, but you have a mental image. You can't that lose it That is never going to go away that no, you just sir. saw like, saw, you know. Candid in ways other people have not. Well, exactly. You know, because it's not like she's done a lot of stuff that like is very exposing for her. I don't really think so at all. Like from the time she played Jackie in that '70s show through everything, I mean, even in Black Swan, you saw more naked skin of Natalie Portman than you ever did. Have you ever seen that movie, Black yes. Swan? Yeah, a long so, time ago. So you see, Mila's very sparse on what they actually show of her, and maybe she, you know, is it wasn't body comfortable or whatever. She, she always just she seems like such a down to earth person. Yes, that is exactly it. Like, like I know that when you're putting your life out there. It's very easy to project what you want other people to see. Yeah. Uh, but she always has come off to me just what, like, when you see certain celebrities. I don't for one second believe that Kanye West is humble and down to earth. No. At all. No. no I, I, He just seems like someone who's so full of himself. Dude, every other word is Kanye. <laughs> all right. So, you know, like, what they're naming their kid. Like, the new one, right? Chicago West. Chicago West. Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking that like if they have another one, they should call it like um uh if 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 it's a boy, Easton. Easton West. Yeah. Yeah. And if they have but, a girl But a, I think they Key. already have Key West, that's funny. <laughs> uh I think though, isn't it Nor- Northwest was the first. Northwest and then Chicago. But I think there's there was a second one. Is there another one? Is it Southwest? I'm not trying to be like funny. Maybe it's not, or maybe it's a different name, Sierra West. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe they only have two kids. I don't know, but you know what's crazy? You could call, okay, so if if, if it's a boy, W-Y-L-D-E. W-Y-L-D-E. Wild Wild West. West. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's actually kind of awesome. I was scrolling Facebook last night before I went to bed, and apparently that... I don't know if she's a rapper or actress or whatever. Black China. Do you know who that is? You ever heard of her? She she's with one of the Kardashians. Uh, with Kardashians, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was. Or... Well, yeah. They just there, there's a sex tape out. 
Yeah. What is it with the Kardashians? And I sex don't tapes? know. I think it's their only claim to fame. They're just like, we'll leak this ourselves. People go fucking nuts seeing us fuck. <laughs> you know, like I mean, really? Because do you remember? Okay, so like, like with the Kim one, they actually re- it got legitimately like released by like a company. Yeah, and they went in and they like took like things that she said and like replayed it over and over again. So we're like when when Kim is saying like "Oh Ray J," and her mouth isn't even moving. <laughs> oh, and they're just wow. then they add more moans in to make it like, damn, it's like overproduced. Yeah, I saw that like years and years ago. That's well because you know I mean now in the age of like free internet porn stuff it just gets uploaded everywhere, all over the place, all the time. And okay, so there there there's this new thing going on with YouTube where like. YouTube creators under a thousand subscribers, under four thousand watch hours, as of last year, are now completely demonetized and no longer partners. Uh, our good friend Seek Donnelly just hit a thousand, and he was worried about you know because he was at like eight hundred or something. So yeah. you know there was a big push to get him over that, and I, I really hope that he uh, was not affected uh, by by the current change, which I think has now gone into effect, or or it's about to. But they were talking about like there's no other big competitor for YouTube for that mar- for that marketplace for for video creators uh and it seems like Twitch is getting into it which I'm starting to explore a little bit of that with yeah. with, with 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 game addicts and it's I'm getting no views you should tell the Podbean folks that we're affiliated with to try to make Twitch another thing we can stream to or send versions of our files too. it's different though no it's completely different because it has to be a video oh. it has to be a video file and it has to you have to schedule a premiere for it it has to be uploaded through through twitch and you you basically you like okay so when you upload a video to youtube you can have it go live right now it's available live everywhere or you mm-hmm. can schedule it or make it private mm-hmm. with this you're scheduling a twitch premiere you're uploading a video you have to set a premiere event mm-hmm. and select a time the mm-hmm. description and you're creating a uh, like a like a thumbnail for the event, and then also you do that stuff for the video as well. So that way, like for example, this morning at ten o'clock, my episode aired. It was live streamed through my channel. They it live streamed the video that I uploaded. So while it's playing and on the live stream, you can be in the chat with other people. Question: do, With when those are uploaded and it's live streaming your episode i've not yet even once seen like a thing for from any of your accounts say like twitch dot whatever for the new game addicts i didn't I've even know that was a it. thing so i have I've twitch sh- on my phone though I, I would, yeah yeah so i would you, love to yeah you, you can know. go find it i i shared it on on, on, on like, like on twitter and at, like when we when we first started and you know so i need to get on that that's one reason why i'm not getting any viewers number one on twitch you have millions of streamers now of people streaming but um you know, I, I need to get the word out there a little bit more. The thing is, is that I don't like. I friended you. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like having my my premiere in the morning because I can't take place in the chat if it ever starts getting going. However, that whole thing, that the whole the, the, the whole pre recorded thing, will be a thing of the past sometime this year when we start uh, streaming it. When we do the episode live, it'll stream. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to go to your like profile on Twitch. Oh, I just did it. I don't know how I did it, but it, you have one follower right now. It's yeah, I me. Know. I thought I had more than that. And your f- videos. Oh, they're there. They're mm-hmm. there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, actually, only up till the la- like last week is there. Okay, I uploaded the other one today. 
and it was supposed to go live today. So maybe I need to go check it out. Maybe it wasn't done processing by the time it was supposed to go live. And maybe maybe it's going like, what's going on here? Well, we can do that at some point. Do you need your laptop? No, uh, I know. I just need to get on the computer out there. Oh, okay. Um, which I need to do anyway before we, so I can print off our tickets and our stuff for the concert that we're going to tonight because we're live in person. If you couldn't tell, uh, this is Journey in the Comics. This is episode, what is it, like 1670? 180. It? 180. This is 180? Yeah, we are 20 away from 200, um, Brando. Damn. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, this is Brando, and uh, we are live in a person. We're going to a concert later on tonight. We're going to tell you a little bit more about uh, that uh, just a little bit later. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the nice, long, cold open where we talked about random article that Brando found talking about Mila Kunis being naked in front of a UPS driver. Never in my life have I ever wanted to be a package handler. More than that. More, more than I bet that. he was a definite package handler afterwards. Hey, buddy. How could you not? I'd be I'd be going home that night and going like looking at my wife going I just saw Mila Kunis without her shirt on the fuck <laughs> and and she's like what did you say I'm like I said I'm sorry and she said no it's fine and she and she's gonna be like did you go in the house I was too scared I ran away and like cried in the truck I was back there with the packages just sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> I'm gonna get fired I'm gonna get fired and then Ashton Kutcher is gonna hire people to come and kill me. Or punk me, because that's his more ultimate revenge. He's like, oh, you saw my wife naked, huh? Well, now I'm going to punk you and make him think that he's going to die in some yeah. terrible alley thing or some crazy <laughs> shit. And then it's just like, oh, you're punked. And the dude's like wet himself and everything. Yeah, guys, but welcome to the show. Of course, uh, here on the Journey to Comics Network, we have a full volley of shows uh, all across the different days, man. Uh, we are We upload a new episode of a show every single day of the week. Sometimes two on Sundays, uh, because you're going to get a dose of the best of the week, which is a great way to get into the show. If you're the first time you li- li- you know listener, go check out some of the best of the weeks because you get a little snippet, a little appetizer. Good word, will. appetizer um, of uh, the appetizer. That's what show. I said in my recording of, of my best of the week intro that I haven't sent you or or edited yet. You've done it. I've done it, but it's oh, just sitting shit. on my computer, you bro. Know? Get it to me at some point. Well, yeah, I just don't. I'm not sure if I like the way it ended. Like, okay, well. And I, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll figure but definitely, it out. guys, go to journeyintocomics.com and check out all that we have to offer. Of course, we're on podcast services around the globe. Of course, iTunes, one of your biggest uh, podcast services out there. iTunes, uh, of course, our great hosts over there at Podbean and the great Podbean app. Check that out. And then, of course, Spotify. And then the rest, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, kind of coming in there at the rear, but we're there. I'm not a, I'm going to just tell our listeners like it is. I would tell you honestly... Probably listen on Podbean if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's going to help us more than other than iTunes. I think those two are like the biggest ones that are going to help us the most because iTunes gives us more, the more exposure. But the, but the Podbean, dude, like uh, us getting numbers on Podbean helps increase us in the eyes of like Podbean. So and like, then it's visibility and yeah, all those exactly. things that come with that. But uh, it, I was going to say that. Uh, where I was going somewhere with that, Brando. And then, I don't know, but you know, uh, I haven't really used Spotify a lot for podcasts. Oh, that's but we also don't really say. see the numbers for that, like because how it works is that when we post the episode, it shares to them, and then they download it and re-upload it. Correct. And then as of right now, 
they are still working with Podbean to make it to where we get to see those numbers. It's a little behind-the-scenes talk. But what I was going to say about the me saying I would choose for them to listen to Podbean, a couple reasons. <laughs> One, increase volume. So if you're partially deaf like me, you get that little extra boost of volume. It makes it all the difference, honestly. Uh, and then second of all, uh, I know for like Google Play Music, I've had so many issues with the Journey into Comics Network shows not loading on the day it comes out, loading days later. Sometimes it's like one episode that should go doesn't happen. Three episodes drop after it, and then like the fourth one makes all of them un- uh, upload at the same time. Mm. So there's like some really weird inconsistencies. All I know is for a fact, iTunes and Podbean are going to guarantee every episode every week, every day, all the time. Right. Uh- and of course, iTunes are there for your Apple guys, and Podbean is probably the number one way to, number one way to go if you have an Android device. Uh, it, it's easy, you know. Just create an account, follow us on there, man. Uh, it, it increases that. It, it we love seeing our numbers go up. We're en route to five hundred. You guys are on your way to a thousand, dude. It's crazy that Game Addicts was on like the. Um, I think we were on the featured list a little bit longer than JIC was. Yeah, uh, and I think that's just because they didn't feature a whole lot of podcasts after us. They featured some, and I think that they, because how they do it is that they they set certain Podbean podcasts to feature for different weeks, and maybe just for the few weeks after us, there wasn't as many to push us down. Like for JSC, like we had more because so there was a higher influx at the first of the year. Exactly. So like. That was Journey into Wrestling from last night trying to make an appearance on Journey, or not from last. It's still doing it. Shut up. Shut up, Blaine. Shut up, Blaine. Stop yelling. I'm going to talk to you later tonight. Talk to you about how you interrupted my podcast. <laughs> and he wasn't even here. He wasn't even here, man. He's he, he, he's supposed to be at work, but I guarantee you if we text him, he'll answer. Of course. I, I'm looking because uh, the Journey into Comics Network on the way to our scholar tier. Mine hasn't moved. Uh, yeah. For game addicts. Uh, yeah. So is that how much we listen or how yeah, much? It's how much we listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. I still use a uh, podcast addict sometimes as well. Yeah. Uh, because Podbean for me, uh, for, for some of my episodes, uh, for some of the podcasts and I've had this happen on podcast addict too, where it's not connecting with the server. And, and and that's for the each in, like each individual show. So for example, uh, I'm subscribed to like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, you know there might be times where the Podbean can't connect with that server, but for some reason the podcast addict, addict one could. Oh, so like I bounce back and forth between the two. You can download either one. We will see the numbers either way, but definitely uh, Podbean will you know. Definitely, uh, definitely come back to us and help us out. I'm looking to see. I love that we just gave a Podbean advertisement because yeah. they're great. They really are. You know, Shannon and Jennifer and all those guys. Game they... is no longer featured. Oh, oh, oh that, was, down. that was the other thing. I now was featured uh, for newer podcasts. These these guys don't have a lot of followers. We have the Shauna and Lala on the radio. The the Soapy Madams Swish and Flick is recently featured too. Yes, they're Harry Potter pod. Uh, raspy voice kids, Doctor Skeleton's art school, dog guru. You can li- literally have a podcast about anything. There's a podcast called Drink It Up, and they have like they haven't um, they had a kind of a break. They they didn't upload from like October to February, but their new episode was just in February seventeenth. So what I don't understand is on the dot com. We're both featured in the games and hobbies section, mm-hmm. but on the phone, 
Yeah. Not anywhere. I know. I'm so confused. It's confusing, folks. Podcasting is confusing. Oh. Anyways, Brando, we have a shit ton of news to digest and get through. I have one here that sure. is like, Toys R Us is going to close 200 more stores. Corporate, um, they're cor- they're corporately eliminating roles and positions and losing money drastically. Uh, in addition to the 180 stores previously announced for closure. So now it's going to be a 280, no, 380 um, and layoffs to be in the excess of 9,000 employees. Woo. Um, the journal cites, the Wall Street Journal, cites a subpar holiday season as one of the main reasons behind the additional closings. Toys R Us will no longer be providing a severance for its employees. Ouch. Uh, according to the journal, while a judge allowed the company to pay its top executives bonuses. <sighs> Criminals, they're all criminals, Brando. And I tell you what, the uh, the generation that's coming up, that's dealing with all this other shit that we've been having in our country, they're feisty, they're fucking sick of it, and they're going to take this place over, and it's going to be great when it happens. Anyways, we have so much news today, Brando. I wanted to maybe start off with something we didn't get to do last week and have a little BP discussion. What did you think of Black Panther? I know I kind of like loosely elaborated your thoughts, but I would love to get your actual thoughts on this movie now that you've kind of had a week to digest it or close to. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, not worth for me seeing in the, in the in the theater twice. Fair enough. If once was enough. I'll wait till it comes out in video to watch it again. Uh, and even then, it's like I, I, I'm not super hyped to see it again. It wasn't one of those movies for me. I thought it was great. Uh, for what it did, I I think I, it, I I told you that I wasn't that impressed with the CGI in this film. There were some spotty CGI things. Uh, they got blurry in mm-hmm. lots of spots. The CGI kind of lighting didn't line up so good. But that you know, really, of all the things that people are complaining about this movie, which is not much, it's literally the CGI and that the story was a little predictable. Well, predictable stories are fine with me in the, in the theater or or even movies in general. I'm okay with it because that's. Dude, that's human storytelling. Storytelling, yeah. I mean, you're going to, like, you can only tell the different... How often do you go see a movie and you're like, that completely and utterly 100% shocked me. Never in my life would I ever have... I've never seen a movie in a story like this ever. You don't... It, Few and far between. It, it, yeah. Extremely. And, and and usually those films are, like, pushing the boundaries. Correct. Of, uh, of what you perceive as a story. With this, that wasn't the case. Uh, there was good storytelling. There was good uh, character moments that made you invested into these characters. Uh, I thought that this film was a really great way to do a single character story after he's already been established and and had an origin, uh, just like uh, the like Spider Man Homecoming, but different because I feel like even this was better than Spider Man Homecoming in, in in respects to establishing who and what. Black Panther is and T'Challa, but like you've already he he is Black Panther. You've already seen him. You he, you you understand. Well, his dad died, and then he took out the mantle. Okay, now it, what we don't get the origin of him. We dive deeper into him, and we get the origins of Wakanda, his family, the tribes, the vibranium. You get all this other stuff of origins surrounding him, and he's at the top of the pillar. I liked how that was done because it was. All that stuff need, needed to be talked about, and this was the movie to do it in. And it didn't feel like a typical superhero movie. Not, no, not really. Like, uh, it felt a little different. Yeah, really grounded, you know. And I, and it's interesting too to note. Uh, 
I kind of found a, like a beautiful similarity and not quite the same, but like there were some interesting similarities to this story and Lion King. In a way. With like, the crowning of the king and the fall of the king yeah. and the rebirth of the king and you know like really. Only he didn't come back with like a warthog and a. <laughs> he didn't need to. He just had the fucking dope ass suit. Right. Well, and no, because that's the story to tell because he's already has the mantle. So now you have to tell the story of the hero losing it and then re, you know, reacquiring it and, you know, re- reestablishing himself in that role. And, and it works. It, it works with the story. It, it is sort of a type of telling of that hero falls and must rise again. Yeah. But if, but it works, it's fine. And that, what really helped it was just the, the villain was, was amazing. Uh, I, one of the more realist villains they've had in the MCU so far. It, With like a real tragic backstory that you could dude, relate to immediately. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, because it makes him a little sympathetic. And what's awesome about it is that it really goes, dives, it dives deep into T'Challa's character that he says, we can probably still heal you. Yeah, he you know? he wants to give him a shot at redemption. Because right now he's making up for his father's failure. He's reaching out. He's he's like, look, I'm taking my mail back, but I don't I, I don't want to kill you. What good does that do me? Exactly. But then you know he you know he doesn't want it. He refuses it. Spoiler alert, guys. Uh, wow. Little late at this point, but no, I I felt like it was a fun movie. Uh, a little long in spots. There's a few there's a few scenes that dragged on for me in the theater, and it's like as soon as I was like saying, all right, let's go. Then it, it went. went. Yeah. Then it went. But like the the like just the fact that I had to like even think that to me is like it's it's, it's like it's a slight on it. Fair enough. And no movie's gonna be flawlessly no. perfect. I don't expect you to be like this is a hundred percent the greatest movie ever made. No. Like um I still stand by it. I think eight's yeah. eight, eight's a good score. It's definitely a top eights movie. It's higher in the MCU than most for me. Like it would mm-hmm. almost be a nine. And in some cases, I think that movie, if I rewatched it, I would probably give it a nine. Um, and that's also hard for me to try to put it up against the other MCU movies that I've seen so many times. Well, see, you know, we really praised Age of Ultron when it came out. And after I re- after I re- rewatched it, I still kind of stand by the fact that it's a nine for me due to the themes that it explored with the characters. Yes. Uh, the story has its issues, but those themes were awesome and the characters that they've kind of focused on more were the characters that either are not getting a movie or haven't got a movie they might get a movie uh, to themselves but they really served their purpose for that because diving into Hawkeye going in with Hulk and Black Widow getting in deep with those characters because there's no other movies they're always side characters so let's really dive into them and make them bring them to the forefront of the story meanwhile the heart of the story is embedded with the whole Stark has PTSD. He's so scared. He's worried that he's going to be. This is all his fault, and so him over worrying creates a bigger problem. He actually made the problem. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quick before we leave Black Panther talk because I kind of have some other stuff to spin out of this. Uh, Wednesday, it made fourteen point five million. 
Just just this past Wednesday? Just yesterday. Just yesterday? Well, uh, last Wednesday, by As, the time Monday yeah. people here are hearing this. But uh, yeah, so last Unless week- Unless you're hearing this through- Patreon. Patreon. Which would be tonight at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Black Panther continues to impress, scoring 14.5 million yesterday, the best Wednesday on record for an MCU film, topping the Avengers that only made 13.6. Worldwide gross is at ni- uh, $491 million. It will pass $500 million Thursday. The ninth day of its release. Cool. That's crazy. I mean, it, it's definitely a movie to go check out. You know, some people are going to love it more than others. But, it, you know, when you have a movie that is pretty well put together and has some great character moments, it has some great acting, it, ha- it, it discusses some great themes within itself. And do you need to see this movie 100% to enjoy uh, Infinity War? Maybe not. Depends but, on what in, how Infinity War incorporates Wakanda. Exactly, I think that's gonna. It's it, that it, is the only thing undetermined be, because Wakanda is almost like the unspoken character in the story. Yes, and how it is relates, you know, how it relates to the world. You know, I've actually seen now half of Wonder Woman, half of it, half of it. We, we need to finish it. Um, okay, but you know how like how they're hidden. You know, Wakanda's hidden as well, mm-hmm. and it's all about how you know where the where where like what's their place in the world, and what's it going to be because how much would that change like everything within the MCU as, as far as the world goes. And of course we've all seen trailers and everything uh, for infinity war and how part of the story is going to be taking place there. Seemingly. I'm going to show you a picture relevant to this conversation we're having about Marvel and black Panther, but um, people are giving Killmonger some, Oh my God, he looks like a anime character. Do you know who? Hmm. <laughs> when you see it, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really close, and it's crazy because Michael B. Jordan really loves anime, actually. So, uh, and he is almost kind of like a Vegeta type character. He is yeah. actually. Uh, that's interesting. One thing I want to mention, Brando, talking about Infinity War, and I don't think I've elaborated this thought to you or anyone else on the podcast. I'm actually wearing my my Marvel villain shirt that features the Masters of Evil. Do you know who the Masters of Evil are in the MCU? In the MCU, well, it, well, I got not well. Yeah, actually, technically, in the MCU, they've all they already all exist. And Thanos, mm-hmm. Loki, Ultron, and Skull. That's the Masters of Evil. How dope would it be if Thanos brought Ultron back using the stones? Just like. Boom, he puts Loki under his control. Boom, Loki's a pawn. Boom, Red Skull comes back. Hugo Weaving, are you kidding? It would be incredible. Incredible. Hmm. But then it's like these these characters that were once the biggest main villains of their own films are just going to become kind of like side villains. And... But that's what their roles are ultimately. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the hierarchy, I mean, who's above Thanos? Right. A Galactus. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly that. Four, 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 four. Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, to me, it, it's like, what do you do that's bigger than Thanos in the MCU? It's Galactus. I think that they will, before they introduce Galactus officially, and maybe they will, like, long-term tease him coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that before they go there, they're going to explore the secret invasion, and I've talked about that, how that's a de- definitely an interesting concept and a way to maybe recast or choose to not recast. I don't think we're going to hear any announcements on who... Is getting cast for the 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 next phase after the last Avengers movie that's coming out at the end of the year or next year. 
uh, we won't know who's been re-signed or anything until after that movie's out because if they say before, it's a spoiler immediately. Right. Oh, we signed right. Chris Evans for six more films. Well, I wonder what he's doing. Especially, right. he's probably not dead, you know? No offense to Downey, but I kind of want him to step back. I think Downey's I, I, death would be super impactful, and if you want to keep Tony in any form, if you want to keep Robert Downey Jr. in any form, AI. make him AI. Yep. Absolutely. And then uh, AP brought this fact to me. He said, how fucking cool would it be if Tony dies and Shuri takes up the Iron Man mantle? She's all tech. She knows it. Brings up another thing. If you've seen the Super Bowl trailer, Tony's got that weird new suit that like just morphs on him, just like the suits in Wakanda morph on them because it's probably a Wakandan-made Iron Man suit. Like, oh, they're setting it all up so nicely. So there, there's big things possibly to come. Um, see if there's any more MCU news I have here. Uh, no, but I have some headlines, Brando. I'm going to just start throwing them at you. Uh, some of this stuff is comic book news. Some of this stuff is movie news. I'm not sure where we will go. The first thing I'm going to throw up is... We'll keep it breezy. Marvel just gave a major villain in the comic universe one of the Infinity Stones. That character is Ultron. Which is actually technically like Pymtron. Because Hank Pym is now Ultron. I don't know if you know that. He's inside of Ultron. Hmm. Uh, they a lot of people who are in the comic world think this is possibly a way for them to write Pym back into being a good guy, get him out of the Ultron suit for good, and like maybe have him be the exactly what he is in the MCU kind of um, guide to Scott Lang, mentor, if you will, as they have there in the comics. So Ultron's got an Infinity Stone. They're doing this Infinity Countdown. Uh, they also changed how the Infinity Stones work. I'll read this real quick. Uh, the descriptions on the stones are not mistaken. It's part of the stones have changed. They form a circuit. Your mastery of one element powers the next stone in the circuit and so on around an infinity, an infinite feedback loop, hence infinite power. So that's cool. I don't have a picture of what that looks like. It looks like it's trying to load, but it's moving really slow so i can't describe it until the picture loads because you know hmm. of course interesting interesting anyways we'll move on to the next bit here we have marvel has announced fresh start they're going to clean slate everything again like marvel now and marvel legacy and all this stuff i think Damn. well and they're not the only ones because right. there's some news that i have for dc too they're also doing these things and uh, it's kind of neat though fresh start they uh, posted the picture for Fresh Start. I'll list off all the people that you can see in this picture, and I want you to tell me if you if you think anything interesting after I say some of these names. So we've got Thor, OG, but now with the Golden Hammer, Medusa from the uh, Inhumans, Hulk, Iron Man, Spidey, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Ant-Man the Wasp, Captain America, Punisher, Thing, Wolverine, Black Panther, Gambit, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Ghost Rider, Deadpool, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Venom, and Daredevil. Most everybody I named has some form of MCU something or other. 
There's only a couple that haven't been featured, don't have a movie, or haven't been introduced yet. A lot of these people, though, and then it's interesting to note, too, that with Marvel now, why all of a sudden are they starting to bring Thing and Fantastic Four people back in? They've been so far gone so long. Mm -hmm. So I think everything's setting up nicely. It's crazy, too. Uh, Ghost Rider is officially an Avenger. Like They slightly changed the team, and he ended up being an Avenger. It's never happened before. Uh, this is interesting, something that you may not know, Brando. Mad Magazine. You ever read Mad? You ever I, check out I've Mad? I've seen it uh, and read it when I was a kid, but like I never, I've never like been a long time reader. It's uh, it's going to be rebooting. Mad is rebooting. They've had 550 issues, and they're going to reboot to an issue one. All these years later, and this thing started in 1952. Right. That's crazy, you know. Uh, I mean, it start. It's actually it started before it was a part of DC, and then DC ended up getting it. So bizarre that that's happening. There's actually a couple people that uh, Corey Hampshire, Journey into Comics family, kind of said like, "What the fuck? No one else is bitching that they're gonna get rid of the numbering system, but like if they do it for Spider Man, everyone loses their mind. Yeah, like, but no one cares that it's mad. Just as much as part of history as everything else. Well, uh, yeah, that doesn't make much sense to me though." Let's see. So we'll move here. This is a good segue because Chandler Riggs, he plays Carl, played yep. Carl, has playing Carl. I guess we'll find out in a week. I want to say that Sunday. We didn't talk about this when we did the review for Walking Dead 176, but you know in the letter hacks, he said we will find out the fate of Carl. Right. He didn't say, I know you guys are all pissed off that Carl's dead. Right. So I'm still standing by it, Brando. I don't think Riggs is gone. I think this is a swerve. Maybe this is to help him like finish the whole college. Thing, maybe. Exactly. And think about it. Give him time to go away. Have Negan almost completely think that Rick is off the rails, but he's in controlled chaos mode. It's a, it's all it's all an act, you know. From here on in, the death of Carl is an act, and the reveal will be Carl stopping Negan. Carl slicing his throat. That'd be interesting. Not killing him, but slicing his throat. Oh, I mean, that could, that could, that's a way to change it, you know? And I think that also Lauren Cohen, not going to be on the show anymore. She picked up a new show. Yeah. And that's going to conflict with Walking Well, did Dead. you hear that she was wanting to get equal pay with, uh, um, uh, Reedus? Nor with Norman Reedus and, uh, and with Andy Lincoln? I mean, I get that because she's a top tier actress she's who's been on the show killing it, and two, she's top she's, tier. She's been her, her character is is a major part, but I'm afraid that like they don't want to pay her as much because they say, well, the other two do more. It's like her character just it, she's almost more as as much important to the story as those two guys are, and like why shouldn't she get equal pay? Like I I think she should be up there. As you know, a, a number a, a number three or number four, with along with uh, you know Reedus and Lincoln. Well, Reedus Lincoln, and then Deny uh, uh, Garoria. Je well, yeah, Je Jeffrey D. Morgan. Oh, JDM. Yeah, as like the most bankable him. people on the show. Totally. You know, and I mean, think about like the doors that are opening up for her. Sure, of course, but. Uh, the show is not going to go as long as the comics. No, and it can't. Because the guys, the people that are acting, can only do it for so long and tell so many stories before they're old. And then eventually they're going to pass the comics. Yep. As much as like they're trying to slow it down and not get too far, they're going to pass it. 
Just like Game of Thrones passed the damn books. I mean, there's a natural state of progression. There's rumor the whispers might show up. I don't know if you know this. Jodie Whittaker, she's the new doctor. Mm-hmm. She got equal pay to Peter Capaldi. She said the only way she would take that role is if they paid her equally, and they did. Absolutely. So that's cool, and they just released the new Doctor Who logo. That's not anything big. Back to Carl and uh, Chandler Riggs. Did you know he auditioned for two roles for Disney? Mm-mm. Han Solo and Peter Parker. So back when they were doing the casting for those? Correct. He, didn't, of course, didn't get either. Um, I th- maybe that's also part of the reason why he's like not that mad if they actually did kill him off. Because he's like, maybe they wouldn't touch me with a 10-foot pole because I was a part of The Walking Dead, you know? But that's weird because Denai Gararia, they've pulled other people from those movies. To yeah, do no, it doesn't show. make any sense. He, so. he, he, he must not have been what they were looking for, though. And I also think that when the dude was cast for Han Solo, it was the other directors in mind. Correct. You know, that, that had a vision for Lord him. and Miller. And so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Mark Hamill receiving a Hollywood star. Finally. On the Walk of Fame. Uh, 40 years since he debuted in the groundbreaking Star Wars movie, the actor is earning a star of his own. He is the 2,630th star inducted in the Walk of Fame, and that mm-hmm. ceremony will be March 8th. That's awesome. Hosted by uh, George Lucas and Harrison Ford. Are you serious? That's what I said. That's cool. I, I'm not, I didn't read the whole article, even though it's right in front of me. You know, because that's who I am as a person. <laughs> And anyways, uh, that's not important. Oh, speaking of Star Wars, Brando, the script for Episode Nine has been completed. They begin filming soon. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, we're already there. It's like we barely have gotten time to think about and, and really digest The Last Jedi, and they're already gearing my shit up for the next one. Yep. They got me. Every year, Star Wars, they fucking got me. Do they get me? They get me. Well, and the thing is, is that we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that because we're going to get Solo so quickly after Last Jedi. And then have a long layoff of things. Because mm-hmm, there's not going to be, like, it, it's not going to be a December. It's going to be a year and a half that we got to wait for Episode Nine. So Ugh. I'm excited. It should be good. They say that we have a script, which is a big deal. Start shooting at the end of July. Having an... And a script in advance is something I can't say I've always been lucky enough to have. He wrote it with Chris Terrio, who is a genius, and he's having a great time. Mm-hmm. That's all that uh, that I have to report on the Star Wars front. We'll switch gears here on our way out the door before we're going to move on to this next thing. A couple comic book series are ending on the DC front. Teen Titans and Titans are both likely to end. Uh, joining Justice League of America, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Super Sons, Supergirl, and Trinity. Uh, so it looks like a lot of stuff is getting phased out in the DC realm because they're going to probably do a overhaul relaunch yet again. They just did Rebirth like not even two years ago. Do we have a problem with comics doing this so much? I think what it is is that they do it and the, the sales don't pick up. So then if they don't stay with it long enough, they're just like, we need to do something. Or or, or or maybe somebody else in power comes in and goes, we I, we need to re, rebirth it. And then, then they just kind of redo it again, all over again. And hmm. Weird. I don't know. I hope they don't. Early Aquaman test screenings are reporting positive. Good. So it looks like 2018 is going to be an intense year for comic book fans. As no DC film 
other than Aquaman is going to be debuting. And it says, so far, two different sources told me they loved Aquaman. There's tons of action, but it's a very emotional movie as well. Good. From BatmanNews.com. That gives me hope for it. I mean, uh, I I, I don't have any negative connotations towards that project, you know. To begin with. No, like, but like with what with all the stuff that's been going on in that camp and everything it, yeah. it does you you have a reason to worry i mean they've done wonder woman great but then you know uh, like the snyder stuff hasn't done well but then then the suicide squad didn't do that well also true i mean no actually money wise it did fantastic but like just not well received not well received among fans so that's good because i hope that they can no pun intended. Ride the wave. Oh, uh, a little bit off off of this to help. All right, here's another one. Let's keep going, man. Leo, we've had a few hiccups, but that's fine because Marvel's had some hiccups too. Correct. You can't forget in the early days they had Iron Man two and Hulk. It's it, it, it's hard to it's hard to think about that now when everything they're putting out is on such a level and it, it seems like they they've got all got they've got all their ducks in a row and it but I I think part of the problem was DC just tried to fast track it too fast. They didn't have patience and want to see it develop over time. And if they would have said, and we've said that the Nolan verse could have been your place to really launch that forward. Of course, you would have had to have got either Chris Nolan and or Christian Bale to both commit to more. Well, well, Nolan did do the, he was executive producer for Man of Steel. That's right. He was EP. I forgot about that. Um, And then it was, uh, it was said later from um, uh, Christian Bale. You know, like when he first heard that Affleck got it, you know, because he was done. He's like, I'm tired of being in the suit. I'm tired of getting yeah. in shape, man. You know, he's like, man, that's a lot of work. Every time to go do that one of those movies, I got to like bust my ass. And then he's like, he goes, I kind of felt jealous. <laughs> it's almost like when you find out that like, 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 like your girlfriends, you're like, like your ex-girlfriend seeing somebody else and you're just like, you and you were fine with the breakup until you saw them or heard about them dating somebody else, and now you're all upset. Yeah, and that's kind of how he felt, and he and he was just kind of like, I wouldn't mind playing it again. And he he goes, I was completely done, man. I was out. I was done. And now and now that I don't have it anymore, it's kind of like I kind of want to go back. He goes, but that's not my thing. That's his thing. Let him go. Let Leon you know, let like let him do it. He hasn't seen it either. He apparently he doesn't watch superhero movies. Doesn't surprise me. He said that he he really only watches what his kids want to see, and like he, he the first second he thought his kid did want to see it, but it turns out his kid just wanted to see the like like the trailer. <laughs> his kid saw the trailer, goes yeah that's cool, and then they never went and saw the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, man. The whole Nolan thing, you either could have brought him back as a, as like the older Bruce getting back into it after he got himself out, which would have like undermined the plot of Dark Knight Rises, but then you could have done something with. Uh, with uh, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well, whether or not he is Batman or is he Nightwing or whatever, what is he, you know? Yeah, exactly. I guess that uh, Nightwing is not a top priority for DC now. They said yeah. that they made all this headway and got a director, and they said, no, nah, we're not really concerned if this happens. So I think they're really more concerned about making sure their Batman project gets, whether or not it's Affleck or not, gets the attention that it needs to get. Because they, yeah. got, they already got a great director. I don't know, man. I feel like we're at a point in the universe, and we're at a point in the lives of our humanity that I want everything to take a big pause. Like, Marvel can keep doing its thing, but like comic books on almost all fronts, your Marvels, your DCs, take a big pause. 
go a couple months without releasing any books. Make fans be like, what the fuck? And then release some quality. Mm-hmm. It has to be quality. If you're just releasing bullshit day after day after day after day after day after day after week after month after mm-hmm. year, it, it loses its punch. It loses its luster, you know? So, for you know, I don't know, man. It's weird. There's one last thing that we have comic book-wise. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the Brainiac picture? Do you know about this? Was that from Krypton? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks dope as fuck. Yeah. He looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, the guy who's playing him, I don't know what his name is. I'm trying to find it. It's I thought it was on this article. Uh, but this is going to be a sci-fi movie. It's a, it's a series, isn't it? Yes. Sci-fi series. Yes, it is. And much in the same kind of thought and notion of Gotham. Exactly. But it's like even before Superman's parents, so it's like his grandparents. It's the history, yeah. yeah. So that looks to be interesting, but Brando, we've got to get ready to get ourselves to go to a concert tonight. Yeah. We're going to be doing an interesting thing on this episode where we're going to like take a pause now. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we're going to do like a little brief retrospective and also telling of how the concert went. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty cool because we're going to go see Iced Earth, which is one of my favorite bands. Same. We saw them back 10 years ago. Wild. Uh, for the first time in 2008. It was in May, up near Chicago. And it just like, I, I, I have a lot of cool stories as far as like coincidences or, you know, stars aligning type thing. That I definitely want to tell, but we're kind of running out of time right now, so maybe I'll tell them when we get back. Yeah, we'll get loose with it on the after show and maybe crack open a few cold ones and Mm -hmm. chat it up. Do we want to see if the others want to join for a conversation, or is that a thing we aren't going to know? They have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, shit. That sucks for them. Yeah. Well, they're goddamn troopers. Thanks, Blaine, and also Joe Grimes for doing this also. Yeah, no. So yeah, no. They 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 will not be joining us for that conversation because they got to go home and get some sleep. Yeah, like we're gonna go ahead and take a little breather right now, folks. In literally no time at all, I'm gonna just keep talking. So it's probably gonna happen now. You're gonna hear a changeover, and we're in the next part of the episode already. Anyways, they sat in your car for a long time. Mm-hmm. How how are cookies? Mm-hmm. Cookies are very numbable. Cardinal sin of podcast: never eat into the microphone, but it's late. Brando, I don't give a fuck. We're high on life. We just got done ah. experiencing ah. one of the coolest things. I, I keep dropping bits of my cookie, and I'm so sad. I'm so sorry that you keep dropping bits of your cookie. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. It seems like we never really left. Not we to almost you. totally left and never had that part of the episode. And I actually used a life hack, Brando. If you ever start to record over something on this board, just unplug the motherfucker. That's as, all you do. As long as you've saved the other one prior. Mm-hmm. As long as you saved the other one prior. I did it. I didn't fuck it up. I almost totally fucked it up, Brando. Even when I told you I'm not going to fuck this up. I was going there. Anyways, my friend, you were the coolest bro in the whole world. And I'm, I'm using that word funnily because we've been using it a lot tonight reflecting other things right mm-hmm. i don't know who listens to the podcast so i'm trying to be vague a little bit there but um brew fair enough right so you were like hey man february 22nd i start they're gonna be in indie and they've not played indie in like 16 years right 
I was something like that. Now, and I don't even think they played Indy proper. I think they played around. Oh. They were saying Indiana as a whole. Oh, shit. They haven't played anywhere in the state in that long. Wow. Now, it wasn't just the fact that it was the 22nd. It was... I missed them on the last album cycle. Because Plagues did not hit with me right away. It took a little bit. And in a way, the album never really has hit with me. But I, but I dig it. It's a mood. It's a, it's a vibe. Uh, similar story, different experience, because the album's better than this. But it's like St. Anger. You got to be in the mood. Yeah, okay. I like that. You know, you know, a lot of people piss on St. Anger from like the Metallica album. But for Brando, for me, it's like, I don't hate the album. I don't love it. But there's something, I got to be in the right mood for it. I've got to be like, you know, if I want to listen to the album, I got to be like either having just watched some kind of monster and I'm still feeling it. Or I'm like just in that mood, and it's not very often. Or one of those crazy mashups you showed me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with plagues, if I get random bits of songs now and again, that's cool. Because I mean, I like a lot of songs on there, but to just dive right in from the intro and go in, I don't do it very often. And I missed that tour. That was the 14 tour, the 2014 tour, and I didn't go and. I kind of regretted it, and it, it, like, especially when after seeing the set list and having gone in '08 with you, you know, like we teased before, ten years ago, uh, I invited Tony, our, a, a mutual friend, a former bandmate of ours. He got me into the band, and I just was like, "Dude, it's perfect. You got me into the band. You've never seen him. I've never seen him. Let's go, man. Have an experience." Exactly. And then he kind of backed out, and uh, he said, "I'll still pay for the ticket, though. You know, since you went to the trouble." And I'm like, well, I got this extra ticket, you know, and I talked to Rob and he goes, yeah, yeah, I would, I'm not, call, I'm not calling off for that because, because he was on seconds. Yeah. You know, he goes, but he, and he's like, and he goes, I'm not sure if I would really like really want to go see him. He goes, I like him, but I don't know if I really want to go. I'm like, crap. So then I'm like, well, fuck. What about Nate? Maybe he'd want to go. And I got two tickets, so maybe Sarah could go too. And I'm like, hey, dude, I got these tickets, and they're free. Uh, just pay for our guests up there. Sold. And then, so, yeah, we, you know, we went to go see, and that was uh, Matt Barlow. He was the third lead singer of Iced Earth. And then he left after 10 years, and then he came back for a stint. And that was his first show back. That was the first time I, that, that I saw them. I saw them again in 10 with Barlow on the Escape the Studio Tour. And then uh, I saw them again in 2012 with now Stu, after Matt retired, uh, Stu Block, uh, the is is the new lead. New, he's not new lead singer anymore. No, because he's been there since Dystopia. He has the that was his first album. First album. He he joined in 2011 and now it's 20 from uh, uh, 2018. So he's going on like nearing 10 years. He is the second longest running behind uh, singer. Yeah, and and uh, I, I, uh, you know he's you know he's fucking fantastic. But I, I, one thing that like really hyped me up is that uh, when they released the first single, uh, Seven Head Door, I think that was it, and I was like, "Holy crap!" You sent it to me. I, I sent it to you. I sent it to Blaine. I sent it to Joe. I sent it to everybody. I'm like, dudes, this is bro, <laughs> bro. This is on another level, bro. Now look, I mean, and it was it be, because it's like. Ice Earth is this awesome. No, not a lot of people know about them, but in a way, they're just like 
I, and I've said this so many times. I said this just today. You take Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and Metallica, and they had a baby. And then you put a Kiss shirt on them. Yes. You know, it, it, and it's like, yeah, they're not Kiss, but they're fans of Kiss. So there's just enough showmanship there. There's enough of the storytelling. or And it's subtle. They do it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, like, you get the Iron Maiden guitars, the gallops, the all that. You get the... The Metallica thrashiness. You, you get the Judas Priest power metal. The, and the that, fucking vocals. The, yeah, the falsettos and all that stuff. So it's like, it's this perfect amalgamation of sounds. And uh, the band is not big. They, from the, you know, and this is kind of saying what, what, what John said to us. Mm-hmm. And it's true. From day one, they've gone and they've grown by word of mouth. By going here, playing a kick-ass show. The people who went to that show go tell their friends. And then the next time they come, they bring more people. You brought your friends. Exactly. We're going to get into that. Because uh, you actually asked me. I did. If I wanted to go again, like 10 years later, mm-hmm. like so, kind of celebrating the anniversary. Well, because, okay, because I love the album. I love the new one that came out. And I'm like, I'm not missing them this time. I, I love this album. They're going to be playing songs from this album. We've got to go. Didn't we talk about it on a podcast a little bit? Didn't we, we, you and I like review the new Ice Earth? Was that during the metal cast? Would that have been around the time? It might have been. It might have been. Because uh, I want to say the album came out like a month prior to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what it was, though, is that I definitely wanted to go, and I was so certain. I'm like, well, I'm going to be going to Chicago (laughs) because uh, they always play Chicago. And I'm like, well, if I want to be in Chicago, I'll just hit Nate up. And if it's late, I'll just crash at his place before I come back. Bingo. And if he wants to go, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll like, you know, like, like whatever. So, yeah, I, like, I totally asked you. And then I remember, like, y- you had said yes, but like the first time you heard anything off the new album, other than what I sent you, was in the car with me one day. Yeah. After a doctor's appointment that I went to, that you came down here to do some podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we were jamming on it and you were digging it. Uh, yes, the album immediately spoke to me. Like, I got it. And here's an interesting thing. And, the, and they, in you know, John talked about that, the VIP, and again, we'll get into that later, about the um, incorruptible not having a theme. Mm-hmm. It makes that album because they can play with multiple themes and tell multiple stories and hook me in all these different ways. And you go from songs like Black Flag to The Veil to Raven Wing to fucking Seven Headed Whore, which is a banger of a song mm-hmm. i mean that's thrash incarnate you know what i'm saying like they get it great heathen army is an amazing opener for them i mean like there's so many things to to talk about from that album specifically that i was like fuck these guys are just they've got it like they've found their mojo with stew they're firing on all cylinders they've got new guys you told me mm-hmm. which i didn't know that at the time and being an iced earth fan i felt kind of shamed that i didn't know that all these changes had happened but you know it was just like I enjoyed Plagues, but it was like you. I didn't connect with it as much. There's maybe three or four songs that really give it to me. Like, it pushed me to the next level of, like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And Dystopia is not the same. I think Dystopia for me was more like a, um, wow, this new talent they found is showing off, and here's all the things you can do. Dystopia is honestly in my top three albums. Really? Yeah. To Like, to me... Um, the three and it's hard to put them in any order. 
but it, it's it's the Dark Saga. I'll, I'll just go in chronological. The Dark Saga is something wicked. This way it comes, and then it is dystopia. And now, Incorruptibles is it's up there, but then it also has to contend with Horror Show, which is an amazing record. Oh, so it's like at that point now you're just like saying like. Now you're arguing with yourself too much. Apples to oranges. Exactly. Man. They're all great. And see, and it, it, it it's quite easily, easy, easily put that you know horror show was in dystopia spot. Really? Uh, like it, 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 yeah, like as you far could as have as, argued. Well, like for like a top three, like before dystopia came out, it was like yeah, horror show. Uh, but then it's like after dystopia, it just dude that that album punches you in the balls. And I really dug this album. I wanted you to go. And so I had told a few people at work, or of course our good friend Dick Blantyner from Podcastrophy, he was there. Every Thursday on the Journey into Comics Network. Exactly. Cheap pop. And, you know, and then a co-worker of ours, Joe Grimes, he appeared on Journey to Wrestling last year. Every other Wednesday on Journey into Comics. There you go. Dot cheap, com. Cheap pop. Man, cheap plug. And, you, and it was really cool because they kind of came in, and, 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 the, and the, local, the local band, Wolf Tooth. Wow. Dude, they were amazing. Okay, so... We're gonna back it up a little bit. We did like the pr- before the show. We are okay. So so we are gonna do that. But I but I just want to talk about Wolf Tooth for a second. Let's go. Let's go. We can jump around a little bit. Because, sure, sure, sure. I'm into it. I'm gonna let you kind of lead this one. Well, because Wolf Tooth, it, I'm just too excited to talk about everything. And I'm yes. just like the best way to do it is chronologically, so I can remember. <laughs> well, and we'll get there. And, sure, fair and enough. Fuck it, I'll help you. See, the thing is, is that <laughs> like when they announced the local <clears throat> Indiana act was going to be on the bill. And it was Wolf Tooth. I looked into him and and listened, and I'm like, instantly sounded like corrosion to me. But then you said it cool is like, or said it cool. You said it best, and it was cool that like it kind of, they kind of sound like a sword a little bit. I mean, they had the the style. It was driven that way. The higher up vocals. I thought that dude was going to be a growler. I was certain he was going to be like that corrosion sound. The deeper, a little bit grungier vocal. And he was up really high in his voice. Not like he wasn't falsetto, obviously, but he was up there. And it immediately made me think of when I saw Trivium in 2006, uh, The Sword opened for them. Well, they were one of three bands. It was uh, Sanctity, The Sword, and Protest the Hero, and then Trivium played. But The Sword stood out to me because while they were fantastic musicians, their lead singer looked down the whole time and never looked at the crowd once. They just played their whole set with him looking straight the fuck down. It was weird. It was weird. It was just one of those energy things, you know? They were jamming for their own purpose, and we weren't a part of that energy. And it was still a great show, you know? But seeing Wolf Tooth, they had that energy, and then they had that energy to connect me to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that. I was doing this the whole set. Yeah, dude. Every fucking song got me doing this, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm headbanging. I, I think I even said to you, like, I don't really go to shows like this I- anymore. I'm going to shows to be at the show to play a show, mm-hmm. so it's different. You know, headbanging has got to be limited because i got to save my energy for the stage or whatever. But then, like, tonight I'm wiling out, and it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to headbang. I forgot how to headbang. My neck hurts. Shit. Dude, like, their sound was just very crunchy. It was it just very riffy. Yeah. And I dug it, man. I and it was it's, you know, I thought like I, I'm actually thinking about picking up their album. Oh, absolutely. Well, because it, it's coming out on CD, but it's also coming out on vinyl. That's cool. So I'm thinking about picking it up on vinyl. I bet they sound really good on vinyl. I bet they do. 
because they sounded really good live. Yeah. And they impressed as a local act from Richmond, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, random reference there. I worked with a lady who was from Richmond, Indiana. Like, frequently visited. Her family is still from Richmond. She probably knows those fucking dudes. Maybe. Like, I worked with her at T-Tac Photography. Shout out Jess. She's not listening, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So, uh, after I invited you to the show, uh, they announced the VIP after that. Now, normally when they're going to do a VIP, they say, here's your tickets, and then here's the VIP stuff. But this time, they're like, they're, you know, they're all like, hey, man, we got the show. And then later on, they're like, I guess you guys want some VIPs, so we're going to do some VIP stuff. And our, and our, our actual swag, like the big prizes for the VIP, are not even here yet. They're going to be shipped after the show due to a delay in production. I got that email like just yesterday. And we're going to be getting a beer stein, stoked a mug, and we're getting a pirate doubloon. Love it, uh, and that'll match your your black flag shirt that you got. Yes, um, the whole getup will actually, because even it's the black flag poster and everything. It's kind of their theme for this leg is the pirate. Well, yeah, theme. well, because they did the they did the like the video and everything. Yeah, and then like the obviously the stein fits that theme. So, mm-hmm. so. Um, our our laminates, which are in the car, we hope um, they are. I think they're both in the back seat somewhere, or they're in the cup holder. Uh, no, mine's not. I, I want to say I, I threw mine in the back. I didn't see it when I, I went, when I was grabbing my stuff because I was like looking around in there, dude. Like we get home and I don't stay up this late anymore. No, I, I, I'm running off of like pure adrenaline and a little bit of caffeine that was in that Mountain Dew ice. We I haven't even got to the good part of this shit. Oh yeah, but like okay, so we're gonna do the. So we're gonna do the like, like the VIP meet and greet, and I've done this twice. Never done it before. And so I I've talked to John Schaefer, who is like the lead guy, the main. He is Iced Earth. You know, no offense to anybody else on the band, but they could all go, and he's gonna be there, and that thing's gonna continue going because that's his his dream. It's his it is his entity. It's his baby, <clears throat> and uh, you know I've got to tell him what his music t- did for me. Yeah. You know, I've already got to tell him that. But I don't know what to say to him sometimes. It's weird. And it's funny because, like, uh, there were only 10 people that did our VIP. Uh, and all the other ones I did, there was lines of people. Uh, but, like, our, our laminates and our posters were in there. We stood outside in the cold hour. For about an hour. I mean, granted, we got there about 20 minutes early, so um, it, I, it's still not the longest that I've waited. Fair enough. But it was a little bit more chillier. My nipples could have cut through anything at that point. We left our coats in the car because we're like, you know, I don't want to leave my coat anywhere. And it's going to be hot. And it's going to be hot. And I don't want to wear my coat because, dude, I, I was already sweating. We're wearing two shirts because of the shirt I got from the merch. Yeah. Uh, I, I put it on, and by the by the time I started, I was sweating. Cooking. Um. So we left our coats and we had to walk all around the damn building. They wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us walk <laughs> twenty feet through. This the is building. a big lobby. It's ridiculous. There's, they have this really big lobby, and they have like a couple different venues in this one venue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and they got one upstairs, one downstairs. I don't know how it's all laid out. I know Blaine has been to. I think both. Both. Of them. He's been to an Egyptian room show um, and deluxe, and he was actually just there. Like last week when we were all seeing Black Panther, he was on his way to go see Stone Sour there. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a hell of a show. Yeah, hell yeah. So 
They wouldn't let us walk through the fucking building. We had to walk all the way around the building and then stand in line. Starting Nate's perpetually freezing. Dude, it was chilly, and uh, we got in there, and I kind of felt rushed getting through the line a little bit uh, as they were signing stuff. Like, I shook his hand. I said, hey, cool shirt. He said, thanks. And then he looked at me and shook his head, and I'm just like, Hi, Stu. <laughs> yeah, like just move along. And and then and then we went down, and you know I talked to, and I told you that there's some new members of the band. Of course, uh, the Luke has been in the band, I guess, since 2012. So he he's been there for a while now. He's been there for almost six years. He's not that new. Uh, he he was a young blood when he joined, because he actually opened for Iced Earth on the Dystopia tour. I think it was a Dystopia tour over in Europe. Oh. He was in a band with his brother called Fury UK. And uh, when he got the call and he auditioned and he got it, he's also in a band. Uh, they they reformed Fury UK and changed the sound. Another called Absolva. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he's still doing the band with his brother, but it's different. So he's been in the band for a good while. Uh, when I saw the band in 2014, it was before the other bass player left. And then when I saw them in 2012. Wait, did I say 2014? Yeah. Uh, my bad, 2012, guys. I missed the 14 show. Uh, Regrettedly. Yeah. So Troy Seeley was still with him. He was the lead guitar player, and he's actually from our neck of the woods. He's up in, he, he's, he's from Delphi. Yeah. And uh, Blaine's dad knows him. Uh, Joe's dad knows him. Actually, but, Joe's dad had him work for him, right? It, it, it was either he, I want to say he took lessons or he got lessons. I or like he taught, I, I don't know, man. But he's from the area. My wife went to school with his, with, with his niece. That's cool, you know. Uh, and it's funny because when I talked to him at the twelve show, he's like, "So where you guys come from?" We said like, uh, "We're from like like around Indy area, Frankfort, Indiana." He goes, "No shit, I'm from Delphi." You what? Know, and it's, it's that cool little thing. But uh, was that like a stone cold stunner for you? You just dude, were not like, expecting no, that. No, no, I was not. You're like Delphi. Wow, that's like right up the road. <laughs> like literally, yeah. And he, and he was like, "Man, small fucking world," you know. Really? Yeah. And then, uh, well, he ended up leaving the band. Um, I want to say his son needs some some extra care, some some extra at home care, and whatever system he had in place for that fell uh, through. It fell through, or is no longer available. I so, think we talked about this. You said something like you thought maybe it was. They had something in place for while he was on tours, yeah. and then it wasn't going to work while he was on tour, but I it was going to work opposite that schedule or something. I don't know how, how it ended it's up weird. working out, but it, but he ended up stepping back from the band, and then they got this younger kid, and literally this kid, he, he looks like a baby. He does. He, he Yeah. He like Everybody else in the band looks gruff and un- like unkept and grisly, and, and, and then he looks like... Babyface McGee. Like... Um, do you still uh, do you still shave your arms? Yeah. Okay. It, it looks like he waxed his. Has waxed his arms. I'm not saying he did, but like he was like, extra silky. Extra silky. Yeah. I haven't in like a week. Well, see, I so. could tell you had a little bit, so that's why I was, yeah. I was wondering because I know you used to do the swim team. Yeah. You used to give yourself a little bit of extra, <sighs> a little advantage. Yeah. You also got to wear the penis hat. <laughs> well, I mean, really, that's what it is. Yeah. You're just shrinking your dome down. <laughs> Did it ever pull your face and go? <laughs> it could some days because it like sucks back and you're like, hey, you know, or 
anyway, so I got to talk to Luke, the new bass player, just a little bit. And then uh, we did another line, and we got a picture taken with my phone. Uh, the last time they actually had a picture, and then they sent you a link. Yeah, they had a camera there. Yeah, a camera. And if I'd have known, I would have brought a camera. But it is what it is. The picture's fine. Yeah, looks uh, great. I mean, the picture on smartphones now are great. terrible to point and shoots almost. Yes, they are. So we did the picture. We they made us line up again, and then they said, "All right, guys, you got some time. If, you, if anybody asks us any questions," and I was like, "Huh?" Stone Cold Stunner again, and Bill because questions. I, mean, I thought we were just gonna shoot the shit. Nobody John. was saying anything. He said that to me though. When I went through the line, I was trying to bullshit with him a little bit. I was like, you know, this guy and I play guitar together, whatever. Yeah, and we used to. You know, we used to play in a band together, and we did 1776. It was one of the things, because I just really fucking love that song musically. It's awesome, or whatever. And he was like, yeah, man, cool. We're going to bullshit after this, though. Like, we'll, we'll have time for that. And I was like, okay, cool. So same as you. When they came over, and they're like, so does anybody have any questions? I was like, fuck, is this a press fucking junket? Did I miss something? Well, and, and it's funny, because when I there, there was a certain, there's a few things I wanted to ask him personally. Yeah. Uh, not, like, about his personal life, about... Like one, like things that I had questions about. Sure. And uh, no, when he said that, everyone was like, it was, "It's almost like everybody at the same time got nervous." Well, yeah. And and that's just the thing is that like you have all like you have the you have like the band that you're you just paid seventy five extra bucks plus service fees, <laughs> and I did twice <laughs> to, to, to 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 stand and now they're standing and you can ask them and you talk to them. And it's like, even on the other meet and greets, I've said a few things to each person and it kind of went on. And that's kind of what I did here, but less than that. But what I got out of it, out of this, was so much more. Uh, the overall experience or just the VIP experience? The 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 ability to just talk to... Because once people started talking, then it started like getting less like... Clammy. Like, like less clammy. And it became it, because and and I, I realized I'm like I'm like holy crap and then I realized I was nervous and I'm like why am I nervous? Because I said yeah I, I got one and I'm like you know I, he has explained before the deal that they signed with Century Media back in ninety ninety one it wasn't a very good deal and he doesn't own the physical rights uh, to the first six albums he and. Sony bought Century Media, so he never will. Yeah, <laughs> like Sony's not not going to give it to him. Damn, you know. And then after he left Century in two thousand one, two thousand two, he signed with SPV. Um, and they were on there for three records. They did Glorious Burden, Framing Armageddon, and Crucible of Man. And I need those for my vinyl collection. If you was been... it Crucible of the Wicked? Huh? Wasn't it Crucible of the Wicked? Crucible of Man. It was Man? It was a Something Wicked. Uh, they did the Something Wicked This Way Come Out, Comes album, which had the trilogy mm -hmm. of songs that, uh, at the end that was the story, the Something Wicked story. Prophecy, Birth, and Curse. Yes. And then the last two albums, or not the last two, it got expanded into a two-album story, Something Wicked Part 1, Framing Armageddon, Something Wicked Part 2, The, the Crucible of Man. Gotcha. I always called it Crucible of the Wicked. I'm an idiot. It happens. It's a good thing you didn't say that to him in person. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, so I need those records to complete my collection. If you've been listening to Game Addicts, I've been saying I haven't been buying a lot of games lately. I've been buying more vinyl. 
and, and getting into vinyl collecting for music. I got a turntable, I got monitors, I got uh, a, a very small collection, but these it's are nice. just but just stuff that I want. It's like my greatest hits. You know, if Nate's greatest hits could exist on vinyl, you've got them, buddy. Well, it's like, you know, I want to get all the Metallica <clears throat> records, I want to get all the Ice Earth records. Those are my two favorite bands. It's like it's like the the next band that was this is my band was Ice Earth after uh, and there was the Megadeth years, the Pantera stuff. I love those bands. Iron Maiden still but no, they was they was the Metallica was this is my band, this is my music, and then Eisterth was the next stamp of that. It was like this, I, this is absolutely mine. Exactly, you know. Do you remember the first song you heard from Eisterth? <clears throat> God of Thunder. See, the, the first song I remember hearing is Phantom. That was track two on there. Um, my first exposure was Tony. Yeah, and it was that bla- it was that black burnt CD. I think I have that somewhere. Wow. I don't know where. I need to keep it. I need to find it somewhere and like frame it. Is that your CD case over there? Or is that movies? That CD cases, but it's not in there. It's somewhere else. Trust me, it's it's somewhere else. You're like I'm looking. Um, but the first four tracks on that CD was, was it was Iced Earth, and it was there. It was the cover of God of Thunder, off a tribute from, to the gods from, from Kiss. It was Phantom, Phantom of the Opera Ghost, which is funny. Because we went and saw Phantom of the Opera on the time I heard that. And I'm like, wow, this sounds like it would be a cool Phantom of the Opera song. <laughs> and Tony looked at me and goes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, funny you say that. <laughs> it's called Phantom of the Opera Ghost. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> there he goes. And then it was Question of Heaven awesome. from Dark Saga and then Pure Evil. Uh, and I want to say. That's one missing from the set tonight. Oh, was that another one? I wish they would have played pure evil. Um, anywho, so I got to I uh, getting those three vinyl. Glorious Burden goes for hundred bucks. Uh, Ow, painful. Last summer when they were doing uh, press stuff for the Incorruptible, mm-hmm. uh, they did a, a video with Central Media where they went with John into a record store, and they found records that mean a lot to him or some of his favorite stuff. Kiss, Maiden, yeah, you know, Metallica, like Ride the Lightning for him was like, whoa. You know? Yeah. You know, he, he absolutely loved it. And then the last one, he goes, and actually this dude over here found it. He goes, but Glorious Burden. He goes, and I actually don't have this. He goes, I don't know if it's hidden somewhere in the archive, but I don't think I have this, so I'm actually buying this. Wow. So he bought his own record, you know? And, uh, to find out that that record is actually pretty fucking rare to come across and to order it from somebody who knows what they have. Yeah. It's pricey. Uh, the other two are not as, they're about maybe 60 bucks. That's a lot to shell down for vinyl, dude. Still. Yeah, you know, it the is. Mo- the most that I've paid so far is 38. That's not bad. And that was for Dystopia. And that's, again, top three. You yeah. know, when I was getting a vinyl, I'm like, I gotta get Dystopia. I've gotta get Dystopia. Because, like, I cannot not have Dystopia. No, absolutely not. You know, uh, I'm missing now the first album and then the three SPV and then the Tribute to the Gods, uh, which w- that's not considered an actual album release. Just like it's Day- all covers. Well, just like Days of Purgatory, it's not considered an actual album release. Because it wasn't a studio album officially. Yes. Uh, oh, the technicalities. So I asked John. Uh, if it was a similar deal, it, it like Century, or if uh, 
or if he had more rights to that. And then he said, he kind of shot me down for a second where he's like, that's a long story. And I really don't want to get into that. I'm like, uh, like, and I told him I completely understand because I just, I'm, I'm collecting the vinyl and I, I was, uh, I know the Century Media has like has done reprints, and I we haven't seen any reprints of this uh, of, the, of the SBV. And he looked at me and said, "It's coming." That's awesome. And I'm like, "Oh, that might be where I start collecting." Because the holy, iced earth, holy crap! I mean, like him saying that, like I don't have to go out and rush out to try and find these to to satisfy my collector bug, because I know they're coming. I can wait. I can play the patient game. And pick up those albums later for twenty five bucks when they come back. Good out. things come to those who wait, Brandon. Exactly. And then you know a few more questions were asked, and then I got to ask another big question. Yeah. Are you planning a demons tour? Oh man, did you get an answer? Uh, of and answers? what's funny is another dude said yes. Good question. Yeah, Demons and Wizards is Hansi from Blind Guardian and John Schaefer's other band. That uh, they work together to kind of... It's like a super group type project where they it's just like, send each other shit. Yeah, well, it's like John writing the music and it's Hansi doing the vocal melodies and doing uh, doing the words. So, and then some of the stuff that he does, it's not necessarily something that he's like, this is like... Because when, when he writes music, sometimes he'll write it and go, ah, I'm not sure if that's Iced Earth. And he'll put it in another folder or yeah. put it over here. And then uh, and sometimes that gets used for the projects like Demons. He'll re- he'll re- he'll re- re- like revisit stuff and... And come back to it, but he's but basically, he said yes. He said minimalistically, at the very least, I want to hit the major markets with Hansi. Yeah, but he also has big plans and ideas. Well, uh, the major markets he said were L.A., Chicago, New York, which count me in, bro. Chicago, we're there. If you're if you're doing a full blown demon set, I am there in a heartbeat. And then he's like. In 2021, it will be, did he say the 30, 30th year anniversary of the first tour of Europe with Blind Guardian? Mm-hmm. Um, now, that would, I don't believe it was his first tour of Europe. It was his first tour of Europe with, with Blind, Blind Guardian. Because I want to say it was a Storm Rider era that, that Nin- they went out with Guardian. 92. And so. 91. Yeah. So he wants to do a dual headline tour. And have the closing at the very end do a demon set with a mixture of the members of the band to play the songs. Oh fuck! There, if that happens, we're there. Fuck yeah! Well, we are there. Yeah, I mean, we are completely there. I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. All right. So, um, that that kind of ended. Uh, you asked it. You asked it. You asked a question about like uh, about cell phones. Yeah, because John did the whole like he was talking about nowadays. People can just throw up a video on YouTube and get famous off of it because of your hard work or whatever. And he has bigger fish to fry or whatever. Of course, I asked a very Easter eggy question, uh, and I said specifically exactly this: Are you going to do anything like what Danzig did? where they locked the phones up at the Misfits concert. Because that's what they did at the last couple of Misfits shows. You literally get this thing, they give it to you, you put your phone in it, and then you have this key, and you you have your phone in this case the whole time. And the only way to unlock it is the kiosks, which are not in the actual venue. 
So you have to go outside of the like m- where the music is taking place to check your phone. And actually, some places also offered a locker to put your phone in. So it just seemed like one of those things. Like maybe that's a way to quell that. Maybe it's a way to really get people going crazy. One thing I noticed: people were doing a lot of video taking tonight and not as into it as I think maybe they could have been. I was guilty of it as well. But you get caught up in the moment, man. I never took my phone out while Ice Drift was on set. I did, or uh, I didn't even take pictures. Um, but you know, after that, we kind of broke and we ended up downstairs. Met some cool people, uh, you know, had some cool conversations with some longtime fans and some, you know, first-timers seeing the band. Um, uh, so then we get in and rush to the damn merch table because I want that damn vinyl. Have to have it. It's and gorgeous, by it, the way. It, it's that, uh, basically what they did is that they released, it's a vinyl release of, of, of the Incorruptible album, but it's an art book. It's a collectible art book. They had uh, artists. They had an artist. I can't, I'm trying to remember if his name is Tattoo Dave or, or or whoever. Like, I'll look it up. I I, w- I want to say that that's that's what John said his name is, or or that's what they call him. But like, they did artwork for every single song, and some of that artwork is almost album cover worthy, <laughs> uh, especially like the Great Heathen Army. Then and that's one of the shirts that I got was actually the Great Heathen Army because I I just I really dig the whole Viking getup. And I, I really felt like that that could almost have been the album cover as is, is, is the Great Heathen Army. It says uh, artwork designed by the dynamic duo of David Newman Stump, pencil illustrations, and Roy Young, the color illustrations. So 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 David is Tattoo Dave, yeah. Ah, bingo. All right, all right so in this vinyl it is a two 10-inch see-through orange. The it was released in gold and red online, and it's and, and uh, but the orange was exclusive to the tour. It was a hundred set aside for Europe, a hundred set aside for North America, minus seventy three. So obviously they didn't sell all of them in Europe, which is surprising. Totally. So it's total two hundred worldwide. So I'm curious if by the time they get to Bottom Lounge, they'll still have. Makes you wonder. They are a bit expensive. It is seventy five dollars to get one. Yes, uh, but worth it. I, it's un- it, it's literally the most amazing vinyl I've ever held, just because it's an also an art book and it's so well done. Well, you also get the CD with it too. Crazy. And, and you know, I I've already got the CD, but it's like it's just an added bonus. You know, you get two versions of the album. You get one you take with you, and one you can throw on your turntable. But I had to have that, and of course, I walked up there and I said, "I want this." He goes. He goes. He goes. That's seventy five. I said you can have anything but my first four. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he goes, "Is that be it?" And I said, "I think I want a shirt." I had a hard time deciding. They had a couple of different shirt designs that they use the artwork from the art book. Yeah. Uh, you know, this one you got the black flag awesome. uh, design, and then they also had the clear the way a song that John wrote about the Irish Brigade of the Battle Battle of Fredericksburg from the Civil War. A little harken back to the Glorious Burden era, where yeah. you know he wore he, you know he wrote about Gettysburg on that one. Uh, now he's kind of, it, it was kind of cool to kind of harken back to that era and get back into that mindset, um, uh, to, to write another historical thing. But, um, so I decided on this one and I actually later on after the show decided I want a tour shirt. Um, just so I, you can have a commemoration of the dates. Well, yes. And, and that's kind of what it is because I haven't actually, the last tour shirt I bought was, t- was 10 years ago. 
when we went and saw him on the Framing Armageddon tour. Yeah, and and uh, well, no, it actually wasn't Framing. It was called the Summer Slaughter. That's right, Summer Slaughter and, tour. Uh, the it like the cover was set playing the guitar, and that's the cover they used for the festival, the Wicked. Yep. Uh, DVD. But uh, yeah, I, the because the other two, two times there was with the it was, it was like VIP. The, I got shirts with the VIP, so I didn't need to buy a shirt. Hell yeah! So I don't have dystopia shirts. Well, that kind of sucks. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> because uh, they don't sell them anymore. Oh, that double sucks. Because I mean, they're not a huge band, so they can't have a huge. They're not like Metallica, where they have huge backlogs of uh, shirts for every era, or every album. So. It's, you know, um, the show was awesome. Go if, if you want to go right into the show, we already talked about Wolf Tooth. They were great, and then a really interesting second band, Kill Ritual. A lot of old dudes. I when I heard them on Spotify, I expected them to be younger. Chuck Billy Ray Cyrus. Chuck Billy Ray Cyrus was there. He was. Uh, they were they were pretty good though for old man. They were they were killing it. They were rocking out, and having uh, fun too. Even if things got fucked up, they were not taking themselves too seriously. Dude, the portal uh, guitar player stepped on his cord Jake, twice. Jake the Shredder Roberts. Yeah, he, dude. He, yeah, he looked kind of like Jake Snake Roberts, old Cass Roberts, a, a, a little bit like Big Cass too. Uh, and like, I mean, they sounded badass. And I remember like looking up and just hearing part of the sound go, and he was like looking around, like he's still playing. There's no sound. He's like, ah. <laughs> Plugged it back in and kept, you know, went back to it. And then the second time he did it, it was the look of pure defeat. Just like, oh, fuck, I've done it twice in a show. What and are they, they and do that's with when me? he went. And then he and they threaded it through the strap. I'm like, there you go. That's <laughs> that's the the veteran move yeah. to do. And then the next band was a band called Sanctuary. And this band was actually an older band that morphed into Nevermore. The lead singer, uh, Warren Dane. Warren. Uh, Worldane, Worldane, not Warren Worrell. Uh, um, and then it was Loomis, Jeff Loomis. I yep. called him Billy Loomis. Bill, you just said Bill. I said Billy. Oh, you said I couldn't hear you. Uh, Billy Loomis, <laughs> he's a belt maker from Europe, and he is a he's a maker of belt performance. Oh, I'm a huge belt mark, and then I'm on BeltTalk.com on the forums. So I Loomis, you just switched him. He's up the Loomis. Like I, I'm actually more of a fan of him than I am of Jeff, Jeff Loomis. And I'm not putting anything. Uh, Jeff Loomis, great guitar player. It's weird too because I I saw Jeff Loomis do a private workshop. That's cool. Yeah, it was at Sweetwater uh, oh, several years ago. Cool. Yeah, uh, but that's just when my brain associates the name Loomis, it goes the belts. So when I was said when I said Billy at the show, I was like, you, you guys looked at me and like Jeff, and I went. I just totally, totally did the belt maker. Okay, fine, cool. And then, okay, so uh, those guys ended up forming Nevermore. But like, uh, after Nevermore broke up, uh, Dane and the other uh, members, not Loomis, uh, a couple other uh, forming members. I want to say it was the drummer, and then the guitar player, or the other guitar player. They reformed Sanctuary and they did a new album. And then uh, right before this tour, literally right before Christmas. Um, oh no! It actually, might have been January, because I want to say they were actually on tour. Shit! They were either on tour or they're getting ready to go on tour right before he died. And uh, yeah, he passed away. And then they got some other dude from Witherfall. Yeah, to fill in, and he did great. Uh, they kicked ass. They 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 played some older songs. We we listened to a little bit of them yesterday. 
Yeah, man, just they to get did. Uh, Future Tense was one of the songs on their set. They that, closed with it. Yeah. And that was funny because I kind of made the joke like they wrote the song and it's like the lines like past tense, the future tense, something, something, something. And then they, what, what will, will the, the 90s, 90s hold, hold? Right. Yeah. And and I thought, well, I wonder when they released the song Future Tense that they realized that as soon as it came out, it would then be past tense, you know. Yeah. So it, it was during it was during the Wolf Tooth uh, set that uh, that Dick and Joe uh, found us up uh, up front and came and joined us. And they ended up leaving before Ice Earth was done. About midway through, uh, it was uh, it was going. It was after ten thirty when they left. Yeah, and I want to say Eisterth when they were getting ready to play the last two songs. It was eleven oh eight. Yeah, like that. So uh, they these these poor guys have to work tomorrow. So and they work today. Yeah, I, I I didn't have to do either any any of that. You're not doing none of that shit. No, you threw a dart at a dartboard. I did, dude, and nailed the date. I did because I didn't know the date. I didn't know. I just figured you and me go see him in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I figured that was going to be it. And you said, hopefully, that was, was me. Was that your water bottle? No, it was the phone. Oh, it, man. It, that's, that was loud, man. It fell and hit the board. Oh, well, Sorry. don't do that, man. We, we This thing is... This, this thing is is precious because we, we can't do this again. We keep almost fucking it up. Uh, all right, so... Uh, in October, when we scheduled the PTOs, I didn't know what de- what what the dates were. I didn't know where they were gonna fall. I just heard they're gonna start in late February and go through March. And I looked at the schedule. March the March dates were pretty much packed. And I'm like, because I'm like, they're either gonna play Chicago early or late. The last few times it's been late. Well, this time on the tour, it's the end. You didn't right. know that at the time, well, though. Well, I mean, I assumed it would be. Yeah. Near the, either the end or close to. Because I want to say on, on, on Dystopia, it was like the second to last. I think, I think they had one more stop. Shit. All right. So I was like, well, I'll just go for the last weekend in February. If I don't get it, I'll have a four-day weekend. And then I'm going to call off. And then when they announced the date, I'm like, wait a minute. Holy, really? <laughs> Nailed it. And then I went and I ran and double checked. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. The stars yes, aligned yes. yet again. And I said, Nate, we're going to Indy. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And, and, and you're like, oh, yeah, no Chicago? I said, yeah, no, I've got this date off. We're going we're to going Indy. Yeah. You're coming down. We're doing some podcasts. We're going to Indy. And then, and yeah. that's how it worked out because uh, their set was awesome. <sighs> I was a little spoiled because I'm a glutton and went and looked at the Europe sets. Setlist.fm. Yeah. So like I knew like I, it was fun because I was like, are they going to do anything different? Yeah. And they kind of did, be, but that was because they moved some songs around they did, and they didn't play a couple of them. Yeah. And I think it was for, for time constraints because I think they had a few issues. Little technical uh, issues with their trigger machine for their backing tracks. I think that's what it was. That's what it sounded like, and they didn't start right away. Um, and then I, I think they were getting close to where they were like, "Yeah, we need to wrap this up soon." Well, they were just like, "Yeah, we need to cut a few." And so there was actually a conversation with uh, Stu and John on stage where it seems like there was some confusion on what song was getting well, played. You know, well, because Stu was like leading into a song called Ravenwing. And then it looked like John was like, wait, what? 
Yeah, he was. He, I I just noticed that like he uh, Stu said, you know, anybody with a spiritual guide or whatever. John wrote this song. It's very personal. And like in the middle of him saying it's very personal, he made eye contact with John, and John was just like, like I'm not really sure if you're me, you're wanting to say what you're saying right now, bro. Maybe you should take a look at the set. And then like they both kind of looked down, got in each other's ears, and there was a little bit of a laugh, and they departed. And then Stu played it cool because he's a straight up G like that. Yeah, he's he says something like he tried to tell me a joke. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. You need I'm, to work on that. I'm not that good either. I'm not that good either. <laughs> um, no, dude, their set was killer. They played a lot of songs. Like try to be spoiler free in case anybody. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that because because the tour's still going on. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if anybody finds this. Uh, that, that is a fan of the band. Are you going to share this in podcast in stone? Is that I bad might. form? I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll ask. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing. I like those dudes, and this is like almost an homage to their show. And it, Yeah, well, because, you know, I, I like what they're doing. Totally. You know, as, as a podcast creator myself, I would be hard-pressed. I, I, I really wouldn't, like, they're doing something for the, the, for the community. Absolutely. And, and it's like, that's awesome, but I don't know if I could keep it going with other stuff I have going on, you know, it, w- with me having a, a gaming podcast, this podcast, wrestling, podcast. wrestling. Yeah, you know, I can I can gush on it for a while. Absolutely, I mean we've done it a couple times here on the show, the Metalcast three included. Um, Go back and listen. That's JIC one thirty seven. You can get a little more in depth detail of me and you's love for Iced Earth. Yeah, even more so than 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 tonight. Correct. Yeah, but the set was great. They they touched in all different eras. Of course, they played a bunch of songs from the new record. Uh, you know, I mean, they they touched on you know Night of the Storm Rider era, something Wicked era, Burnt Offerings era. Yeah, a bit. yeah. I mean, they yeah. played a little bit of everything. Dark Saga era was in there too. So, um, you know, not being song specific here. So, I mean, that's just. When you're going to go see Ice Earth that has a big catalog, just expect to hear a wide array of their songs. Exactly, man. And uh, so the set was over, and I'm like, I'm going to go. Oh, crap. So they were throwing picks. Yeah, it was really weird because, and I said this to you earlier, that when Sanctuary was playing, in my head I was like, man, Larry Rutledge is right there. And he and Jeff Loomis you know, did Nevermore, and obviously they were in sanctuary together in the og days and now they're this band again and he's throwing picks out and i thought man if if i could get one of larry's picks that'd be cool and i saw one and i tried to get it and the dude it was on a dude's foot and bad form i didn't want to grab his foot or whatever but like almost towards the end of their set he just pokes me and hands me this pick and i'm like fucking thank you fucking cool thanks man really he's like yeah man you're into them, and I was like, oh, cool, and I just, you know, stashed it or whatever. So then it was like in that moment, it was like, well, I got one pick. Wonder if I can get at least one more. And of all the other people I would want to get a pick, it would have to be John Shaver's. But if I got John Shaver's pick, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep that in my possession because you are the biggest Iced Earth fan I know. You're one of the major reasons I'm into the band at all. You know way more about their catalog and their their story and stuff that I am naive to. Um, and I was just like, man, if that could ever happen and if I could just give Brando a pick from John Schaefer, that would be the fucking coolest thing. Yeah, dude, it's badass. Yeah, because he threw it like right at us. And it went through your fingers. Yeah, it like, hit me in the palm. 
because I had my hand up and it, I, I literally saw it like it didn't even touch my hand. It just went right through. You were like, no, I like that. I was like, mm, no. And then it bounced off yours and you're like, I was not going to give up until I got one. And I of mean, course I didn't give I up. I mean, it's badass. It's got the logo on one side and it's got like a little kind of outline. Uh, yeah. Like, I want you to send me a picture of that side of it, the set side. So I can yeah. try to do a thing with that. But Oh yeah. But got that. And then, um, uh, you know, I went over the merch table, and I'm like, because I'm thinking I want a, I want a tour shirt. Of course, I was fighting myself because I kind of wanted the clear the way shirt, too, because I just like the way it looks. I like the four-leaf clover on the back. It's green. It's bright. It's yeah. different. Yeah. And But then I'm like, no, I think I'm going to do that. But then, you know, also, you know, I'm looking at my wallet, and like, man, you got to get a shirt, too. Yeah, you were too kind. That was a very no, sweet No, dude, you gesture. gave me a fucking pick. Dude, but that Dude, wasn't the point John's of it. Pick. But that wasn't the point of me giving you the pick. wasn't to get a shirt. Like I no, gave you that no. because you're my fucking brother, and no, you dude, gave I, me this experience. Okay, so I was looking at my, I was looking at my bills. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking at because I got change after I bought the shirt and then the, and then the vinyl, and I took out extra money. Uh, Thankfully, today. yeah, because the damn parking. <laughs> but I got change from the parking. Yeah. I got change from getting that, and I had a twenty, two fives. I had a twenty, two fives. I had, I, I had sixty bucks. Two shirts. Yeah. What else am I going to do with that money? I'm like, I don't need two shirts. Well, you would add three at that point. Well, three. <laughs> I don't need two more shirts. I'm like, fuck Fair it. Enough. Fuck it. You like, you got stuff from the show. But, yeah. But dude, get yourself a fucking shirt. Yeah, I picked Black Flag. It's yeah. a fucking sick shirt. And you know me, I love piratey things. And yeah. I mean, if we were to totally divert to Iron Maiden... My favorite Iron Maiden song of I all time is Rhyme of like the a, Ancient Mariner. Uh, and that's yeah. what made me think. I was just like, oh. I said that, that like, um, with Set being on there like that, it kind of reminds me of Eddie. Yeah. It's a fucking sick shirt, bro. I appreciate it, really. All right. So, like, then then, then we make our way out of the venue. I, I get some rads in my system taking a drink from this really shady-looking water fountain. Yeah. Yeah, we got lights turned off on us while we were pissing. Yeah, no kidding, man. It was dark in there, man. It was dark as fuck, but I am a problem solver, Brando. So first things I did was turn my flashlight on. Well, see, I was peeing with one hand because I, I have my... The I, vinyl? I have, I have the vinyl <laughs> and my other shirt, and I'm just like one hand, like zipping, and I'm holding there, and I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, I'm just not going to move. <laughs> so my thing was, like, my first thought was, get your flashlight on your phone on and finish pissing. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then I solved the problem and went and found the... the, the <laughs> there was somebody else in the switch. bathroom. <laughs> he was in one of the stalls. He, he was, was like, and he was like, uh, not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really couldn't hear what he said. Because he said, my, not cool. Because my ears are still ringing now. Yeah. Um, But it's, it was really cool because then we left the venue... Uh, we made our way out. Um, really? Okay, so the people right in front of us, I didn't tell this story. Uh, That's a crazy coincidence. I, See, it's all about the crazy fucking coincidences with this night. It's so weird how everything just worked out. All right, so like uh, like we're standing there, and I, I, it might have been after Wolf Tooth. I think it was. Okay. Uh, it, so it was between Wolf Tooth and, Sang- and Kill Ritual? Maybe. Okay. <sighs> so there's a dude that's in front of you, and he's chilling but he's kind of got his arm a little extra long and you're trying to find the spot on the barricade yeah yeah and then they said oh his sister's coming so i'm like oh i'm like that's a cool you know dude i'll move dude i'm at a concert we're all there to see this band and have a good time 
I'm not going to be the guy that's going to like the only time I did is when the people who were like kind of next to us and I and I hung back to go hang out with you guys for a little bit. Yeah. She kind of he, he like took her spot. And I'm like I kind of realized it when like was like when when the band was getting ready to start and I like slowly pushed your way over and in. In 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 and this way and this way and this way. <laughs> I like jigged myself in. I'm like moving the block and getting myself all right, so, but the people in front of us, I overheard them talking, saying that they saw them back in 2001 in Lafayette, at the Lafayette Theater. And I went, you guys from Lafayette? We are too, you know? And they're like, no way! And then I, I finally saw the face of the dude. Because he turns to look at you. To look at me, and then I remember the story. And just like a few months ago, I'm walking through Walmart in 26 after work, brain frazzled, I'm locking in. I got to go pick up fucking Krispy Crowns, Oreos. I don't know what the fuck I got to do. Something. And then dude goes, hey, love your shirt, man. And I'm just, I stop. I don't know what shirt I'm wearing. You're not there at the moment. I'm, Dude, I've been wearing a paint suit all day. I don't know what I've been wearing. <laughs> I look down and go, oh, yeah, man, thanks. And, you know, I don't get compliments on my shirts too often. Every once in a while I do. Yeah. Um and then uh, I, I had a short little conversation. He said he saw him in 01 at the Lafayette Theater with Megadeth. I went, that's cool. And this was the same dude. It's the same dude and his sister. Fucking wild. And because I realized I'm like, dude, didn't I see you in Walmart on 26 like a few months ago? And you complimented on my shirt. He goes, yeah, yeah. And then she, she goes, no way. You know, she she was freaking out. Totally baffled because again, of all the places we could have stood, in the timing of everything, we didn't see them in the meet and greet. We didn't see them in line to get into the venue or the fast pass or any of those things. But right in that moment, you did. And it's so crazy how it works out that, like, this dude just dropped into your life one random moment in time and you never thought about him again until he was in front of you again and you were just like... until well, And it wasn't even then. It wasn't until I, I connected the dots. Yeah, put it all together. And I put that story, this story, and, that, and then there was a person. I was like, hmm, interesting. You know, so then, like, I actually, like, we were in line in the, at the merch near the end and I saw them getting ready to leave and I walked over to him to, like, you know, say, hey, be safe going home. It's good seeing you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you ran up to try and get a set list. That didn't work. Um, yeah, because I, see, there there was there were security guys who were like trying to usher us away. Yeah, and I maybe I kind of wish we would have stayed because one dude that was right next to us got one. Yeah, damn Fuck. him. Um, but it was cool because we hung out in the parking lot for a little bit. Yeah, we were chilling in the parking lot. Now it's interesting to note that I connected with Stu from Meister Earth on Instagram about a month ago. Yeah, there was some post I don't remember really what it was about or whatever, but. We connected and we kind of have stayed a little bit in contact. And he was like, "Oh, you're gonna be at Indy. That's fucking cool. Maybe we can, you know, talk after the show or something." And I was like, "Yes, that would be great." You know, like he was like offering, like, "Hey, maybe we can have a little extra just to talk." I know you're gonna do the VIP because I had mentioned that we had VIPs and I was yeah. excited. And you know, it's their first show on this tour, so maybe they're gonna yeah, do some. Yeah, you know, new maybe I'll see you in the parking lot or something. Yeah, and um, so were there and he was like hey he he hit me up on instant he's like are you guys still here and i was like yeah and he's like well i'm heading to the bus and we were right by their bus yeah so we get out and Stu's like hey man what's up i'm gonna put this stuff in the bus and he goes and throws shit in the bus and comes back and we're chatting and shooting the breeze and we're talking we're having this perfectly awesome and normal conversation with Stu. kind of funnily learned that he's from saskatchewan which is 
a which, place. Which I already knew, but well, I, I mean. didn't. I didn't know that, but I didn't know that, and also I know people in Saskatchewan, so it was like interesting just to have that again coincidental link. A middle of this, this little Asian dude. I I I probably should not assume he is from Asia, but he was from of Oriental descent. Yes, of course. Right, runs up to us and literally goes, "Hey, man, can one of you guys call me a cab? I'll give you a hundred bucks right now." Or he said, "Call me an Uber." Yeah, actually, and I'll give you a hundred bucks right now. And I literally went, "Yep, done." And I fucking signed up to Uber on my fucking phone and did all that shit. Got him a ride, man. He threw me a hundo. It was amazing. And it was cool because, like, uh, he even took a picture with us and Stu out there. In the oh, yeah. He took the picture for us, which yeah. was great. That's, like, a total extra part of the memory. Yeah, Like, dude. while we'll always have that picture, we will always remember you, Mr. Needed an Uber for a hundo. Exactly. Man. Yeah, man. And, and it was just an awesome experience. Stu's, Stu is such a cool guy. And, you know, it, 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 it was cool to connect with them outside of, like, the whole meet and greet thing. Yeah. You know, uh, outside and, like, you know... Sure, he's a member of Ice Earth, and then we're fans, super fans. But then it's like, drop that and just talk. Yeah, and just like breezy with him. And it was really nice uh, because amidst all of that, like I got kind of pulled away to help with mm-hmm. Uberman. Maybe that, maybe that's a new uh, Baller Minutia character, Uberman. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. I already have his superpower. It's that he didn't pay his phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> Just like is what he said. Oh, oh, that's great, right? So, anyways. He, he never actually goes and fights the crime. He's always waiting on his Uber. <laughs> Iced Earth and the Uberman. Episode title, I think. Uh, but, uh, so... I'm kind of locked in this conversation with him and trying to figure this Uber and shit out. You're actually like still conversing with Stu, which kind of worked because, again, you know them more than I do. You kind of are into their band a little bit heavier than I am because ever since Stu took over, it's been a little different for me. Not that I'm not into Stu's work or anything like that. It's just that all in my musical journey, I've changed my musical taste and don't hear metal and listen to that stuff and, and listen to the stuff I usually listen to nearly as much as I want to. Because uh, I've got all this other music that's going through my fucking brain all the time. Yeah. So I got pulled away. You're locked into the conversation, and you maybe brought up our network or something. I just happened to, yeah. Like I, I said something about my wife doing a podcast, and I jumped over. I guess in perfect time. I actually didn't hear you say anything. Yeah. No. Like no, because you said uh, you said now let's just get down to brass tacks because I got something to, I got something to tell you. He's like, we actually have a, we actually have a, like a growing podcast network, and I actually do a show where I interview people, like, like, like especially musicians, like about their lives, and I'd love to have you on. And he goes, absolutely, sold. God damn it. And he said absolutely, and, and, and you're like, I know you guys are on tour, and I'm not going to do it while you're on tour. He goes, April, all April, like, I'll, I'll be available. Hit me up. Hell yeah, I'm not going to Saskatchewan though. No, no, no. But he said he uses Skype. He does use Skype, and and I've and we're friendly on Insta place. So yeah, man, it seems cool that he was a really gracious and nice person to talk to. Aside from because the meet and greet was a little bit uptight, I felt like everything was super controlled, and you couldn't just be yourself. And everyone was watching. And yeah. then in the parking lot, once the show's over and everything's kind of normal, it's just like, hey, Stu, what's up, dude? How's it going, man? Like. How's life? How was the show? What did you think? You know, he, he he was asking our opinion. What do we think of the show? How was it? You know, and we I thought we had a fantastic time. 
but overall, man, it was just like, you know, Stu's like, all right, I got to take off. And I chased, helped the Uber kid chase his car down Uber man. Maybe it's Uber kid and not Uber man. Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, no, you've already. Uh, we already coined him Uber yeah, man. already coined Damn him it. Uber man. Shit. Okay, well, he's locked into Uberman. Anyways, so Uberman takes off in the Uber, and then you and I kind of, like, sat in the car, and it was that moment of just, like, what the fuck did we just totally experience? Yeah. Because it was super surreal. It just didn't... The internet's a weird place, dude, because if you would have told 2008 Nate and Brando what 2018 Nathan Brando would be up to seeing Iced Earth, we would have told you no. No way, dude. Not a fucking chance. No way, dude. There's not a, there's not a, single, there's not a singularity in the history of our friendship that would have led to that path that I could have predicted. Yeah. And it was just there. What did you think? I mean, on that side of things, like talking with Stu and 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 opening up to that side of him a little yeah, bit more dude, was it's, it's awesome it was, it was cool because i now as i said i got to meet him twice but you know this time around it was sort of like a, hey how you doing type thing and uh we you know they were going to let us do the whole talking thing after and do instead of a one-on-one it's like anybody who wants to talk and speak up and uh and then we did the whole kind of a they kind of like they walked away from the, that area and we were all kind of there and we just kind of chatted there and did that kind of a Q&A which is cool because that's what I kind of I wanted some questions answered but uh, it, it was a much different like we were like in the parking lot chilling yeah. just like you just like when you in Walk Among Us goes plays bands and there's other bands and you're talking with a guitarist from, from, from some other band they're like yeah dude you guys are pretty cool and you just it was, with it them, was that feeling it was it absolutely absolutely was and that's funny that you say that because that is the feeling I got like after the show, when I'm talking to Stu, and it's not the meet and greet, my first mind was like, it felt like I had played a show on the same card as Stu Block, and that we were just shooting the shit. Like, oh yeah, your set was great. Oh, yours was too, man. Like, of course, you didn't see me perform tonight. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't about that. It was this other thing, and it was I, I, unforgettable. Absolutely. Like, 10 to 1. But we can't wait till 2028 to see them again. <laughs> no okay no, like, no no uh i would love to see him again before this is over but i don't think i'm gonna be able to like i'm gonna try like hell to make magic happen so somehow that chicago show comes through for us because well it, it will and just the matter is is that it's on another thursday and as i said that late, it's already packed it's already packed and you know why that week is packed right because that's the thursday before easter right it's the day before good friday yeah so and that's actually interesting. That it is, yeah. So I have that. Do I have that Friday off? I think so. <laughs> you just totally changed your mind. Oh my god, I see it. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. Uh, I'm looking this up live on the podcast. He's checking it out. Uh, no, but Brando overall, this experience... I almost typed in good Frode. Good Frode? Is that like good Frodo? <laughs> well, like, well, uh, you know, according to Bob Ross, every day is a good Frode. Oh, yeah, it is Hell a good yeah. fro day. Happy little accident there. Friday, March 30th, and then the ice... Ter- is the 29th. Where's my shirt? It's 29th. Is it on my... It's on my shirt. It's, right? on, it's right behind you, to your other side. Yep, that one. But Chicago is March 29th. Ha! I got my old shirt. 
It is. Oh shit. Oh shit. Um, well, you got a place to stay, bro. You come up and podcast with me, and we can see them at the beginning and end of one tour. Oh, shit. That'd be crazy. So now, now, wait, is it, where'd it go? Here it is. Here it is. Come on now. Come on now, Jack. Yeah, that's a holiday. So, Son of a bitch. We're going to see them. That was good either way. We were going to see them in the first and the last show of the tour. This is unreal. Like, I'm having a little bit of a moment right now. Oh, fuck. That's fucked up, dude. That is fucked what up. is more fucked up? That same weekend, I have a show two days later. Oh, cool. We just got, I just got that email like yeah, a couple hours yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, So, that's wild. Oh, yeah, I'll have to make plans. Whew. This is all coming together nicely. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's time to kind of get out of here. I think we gushed enough. Uh, yes. Had a lot of fun, man. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was great to see Blaine and Joe go, even if they, uh, you know, left a little early. Uh, they, they missed some some awesome-ass songs. Uh, they left in the middle of, I almost almost slipped up and said a song. Don't do it. Almost slipped up. Guys, it's about exactly four in the morning, guys. For you, it is. Jesus. Dude, for you, wow. it is, too, because... It's- because you you can't say oh for me it's three because you ain't back yet. You're right. I'm still over here in your land. <laughs> You're over here and but tomorrow I'm time traveling. You are time because I will leave here on an hour and a half drive, and it will only what take me thirty minutes. I don't know. Well, okay. So you said you don't you like you don't work till seven. Yeah, but I gotta be in Lowell by like twelve thirty. Oh shit! So it's like so we need to get to bed. I'm not really. You know, it's it's a good thing that this doesn't need to get exported tonight. No, it has no need to get exported. I'm actually going to shut the board off tonight mm-hmm. and make sure that nothing stupid happens. Nothing stupid. <sighs> All right. Well, we guys, almost did it twice thank- in one two days. I know. Well, guys, thank you for checking out this episode of Journey into Comics. Of course, the first half was an awesome dive into comics, and the second one was an awesome gush about our awesome fucking night. It was. It was uh, it was definitely one for the ages, unforgettable, one, yeah, unforgettable entirely, man. It, it was awesome. Uh, I was so blessed to be able to share it with uh, with so many of my friends and and how they got to show up. Yes, yes. You know, it, it, and I got I got my vinyl, I got my shirts. We got our beer steins coming. We got our doubloons. Uh, we got our posters. We got our laminates. You know, and we got you know memories to last a lifetime. Uh, yes, absolutely. And we have picture proof and also a podcast that we talked about it, which is great. Yeah. It's like full memories we can never forget now. I wish that 2008 us would have been podcasting. I would love to hear what we thought about that show. Oh, the, yeah, the Power Fest. Right after. Because that was. Would well, you remember we actually dissected that because we went to eat? We went out to eat right yeah. after that. Was that a Bob Evans? No, we ate at Denny's. Oh, was it? Denny's it was is right by, Mo, by the Pearl Room in Mokina. I remember because every time I went to the Pearl Room, I ate at fucking Denny's. And I also watched Tony walk across to the White Castle to take a shit. That's a real story. <laughs> we stood in line to see the worst version of the Misfits, arguably. Doyle? Uh, no, 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 not, not Doyle. It was the Jerry it, Only. Only. Only's era. So it's like Only's the lead singer and bass player, and then he had like Des Kadena from Black Flag. Anyways, doesn't matter who was there. But as Tony was walking back from his apparently very hearty shit that he took, he uh, he got stopped by some dude in a car who's like, so. What are you guys doing up here tonight? I see this line form. What the fuck's going on up here? Tony's like, uh, we're, there's just band the Misfits. We're going to see him. They're pretty cool. We're going to see him. 
in the middle of him saying that he realized who he was talking to, which was Jerry only, and he just went, oh, 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 as Jerry just drove away smiling at him. And I like watched it happen because I saw immediately, oh, my God, Tony's talking to Jerry only. And then I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't realize he's talking to Jerry only. This is amazing. You know, and then it was wild because it's weird how that all works. Yeah, dude. But I, I digress. I digress. I've been digesting for like an hour. Once digesting. again, we ate and podcasted. Yeah, that was both times today. Both times. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode of Journey into Comics. You can check us out on all of the major podcasting platforms. I'm going to stop you right there, Brando, because we've already done it early in the episode. Well, so if you want to save yourself from doubling down on the pluggage today, we can give ourselves a hall pass. I am the podfather. You're the pod father, and I am the pod master. And you can check us out on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Pod Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. But so guys, and then if you want to go help us out, go you know go to our Patreon. I am going to do these plugs. I love it. Uh, I mean, because that's it. I awesome. Mean, we're on social media. Go search in the comments. You'll find us. Absolutely, folks. As always, this has been episode 180 of Journey into Comics. I guess we'll call it Iced Earth and the Uberman. Fuck it. Iced Earth and the Uberman. All right, bro. Well, I've been Nate. I've been Brando. As always, keep doing us a favor and always fill your brains with shit. Later. <laughs>